Hello everybody and welcome to the Line of Vienna Suite uh, preview podcast for the 23-24 season. And once again, once again, we're going live to you here on Twitter or or X if Musk had his way, but no, it's it's Twitter. It's kind of like the Reebok. It, it's always been that name and it's going to stay that way. Um, with our guest, our guest with us this time, uh, well, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is all this is all going extremely well, isn't it? But but we're welcoming back uh, for his second live stream. Uh, we'll start off with Lee. How are you how are you doing, Lee? Yeah, good mate. Just looking forward to talking more Wanderers after our our uh, much awaited comeback, whenever it was, two three weeks ago. So there's been plenty of stuff going on to get our teeth stuck into. So yeah, looking forward to it, mate. <laughs> uh, good stuff, good stuff. And making his return, it's the man whose job I've stolen uh, for our <laughs> revamp. It's as you can see by his name. It's our ex-host Tom Jenkins. <laughs> How's it? How have you been, Tom? Oh, fine, mate. I just want to confirm it's it's just ex-host Tom. It's not the ghost of ex-host Tom, um, as evidenced by the, by the terrible lighting in which I find myself. We can't all have perfect studios like yourself, there, James. It's all all about the all about having the good equipment to make a good podcast, as we all know. Um, but no, it, it is good to be back. Nice, nice to be able to, to talk about Bolton again. Um, it's, been, it's been a long time, probably almost going coming up to a year, I think, since I was last on one. So, well overdue. Uh, looking forward to the start of the season for sure. Uh, fant- fantastic, fantastic! And why, why here and uh, bring yourself back? Might as well ask you a question. Uh, how did you find last season? <laughs> well, I, I tell you what, I was doing that um, horrendous thing uh, that modern people do now, looking through Snapchat memories, James, and seeing you and I on the road trip to to Ipswich just about a year ago. Um, and, and that that baffled me that that had been a, a, over a year. Um, January feels like yesterday that we were watching that game. Um, and yeah, in terms of the season overall, I think if you'd have offered us uh, probably playoffs at the start of the season, we'd have taken it. And that's where we ended up. Um, it's a shame how it ended for sure. Although I think I was probably much more capable of, of coping with losing to Barnsley in that manner than if it had been, you know, uh, playing really well and then getting robbed. You know, we, we just didn't perform over the two legs and that, that that's the way it is. Um, very, very pleased to see them not go up though, because I think it's made this, this, yeah, this year... Uh, probably a bit, a bit more of an easier league to, to go out and win if we, uh, if we, if we're good enough for sure. Seeing the back of Plymouth, Ipswich, and Sheffield Wednesday, I think will be a help. But no, it was a very, very enjoyable year. Nice to see um, Dion break the twenty goal barrier. That was, that was fantastic. Um, really good to see um, people like Toll coming through, Dempsey getting up to some real form. Um, some, some really, really good games that I enjoyed, and uh, I'm very pleased this year that Wickham is on a Tuesday night, so I won't be going to watch us lose one nil again. So my am my thoughts that Tom? So yeah, that's, that's <laughs> well. Please spoil. tell me you've got better plans. <laughs> that's gonna. That's gonna. No, probably not. That's gonna spoil the bloody night. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Get on Wondrous TV watching Wickham away to lose one nil again. As if, as if it's bad enough, bloody turning forty, eh? Yeah. Go to bloody, and, I, and you just know it that bloody Ainsworth will get sat by QPR Wickham will start badly and he'll be in charge again for that fucking guarantee it yeah, I've said it, said it before in my in my uh, what was it predictions that I bet the house bet my firstborn bet everything that I own that we lose that game 1-0 or Sam Vogue scores one of the two things is definitely happening 100% well, well at least it won't be a Lewis Wing wonder goal this time um, but yeah but yeah um I, I also asked to ask, uh, did you go to Wembley, Tom? <laughs> did I go to Wembley? <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I, I live in London now, so yeah, it's a very, very easy, easy one for me to get there. Although they do try and make it as difficult as possible um, on the day with strikes and you know rubbish trains and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, no, I was there. Uh, fortunately, managed to find myself in a pub that I didn't have to pay entry for, which is always good. Uh, although it did mean having to stand in the sort of the the outside alleyway bit right next to the loose, which um, you know always classy, uh, <laughs> regardless of where, where I go. Um, but yeah, no, apart from um, walking in and finding four of the quote unquote youth of Bolton sat in my seats um, and having to sort of eject them from it to actually, it turned out that they were sitting the row in front of us slightly to the left. So why they felt the need to nick somebody else's seats, I've got no idea. Um, but yeah, aside, aside from that little hiccup, winning that game and yeah, you guys know the sort of history of my, my family, my granddad rugby league manager never won at Wembley my dad's been to watch Bolton there countless times never won there to, to break that curse even if it is for for a pizza trophy uh was 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 very sweet um and yeah it was it, it was one of those days that uh yeah we couldn't have predicted to begin with and, and we'll never forget in the aftermath yeah yeah they all count and it was much better than the game we don't speak about <laughs> no absolutely absolutely exercising some demons James exactly exactly I, I think I put it in exactly the same terms on the last podcast but yeah, yeah. Now we've got uh, Tom's perspective on uh, last season. Let's crack on with this uh, upcoming season now. So, so during pre-season, um, we faced the likes of uh, Bamber Bridge, Curzon Ashton, Chester, Salford, uh, Everton, and West Bromwich Albion, the the famous top-flight European team that we never got. Um, <laughs> yeah, but uh, unsurprisingly, even. And surprisingly, we came out unbeaten, which is always very nice for the ego. Um, lads, uh, I'm not sure how many of you went to any of the games, if any at all, but how positive is an unbeaten pre-season? Does, does it matter much in the grand scheme of things going into the current campaign? Well, you don't say that first, Tom. Are you sure? Yeah, go <laughs> Have you not on. been to any of the games? <laughs> Plastic fan over here. <laughs> um, but, but no, I, I think... Uh, there was a lot of times when I, I've watched Bolton lose to you know some some pretty poor sides. James, you you and I went to uh, what was it? The game at FC United of Manchester when we got that last minute scruffy goal, having played awfully for ninety minutes a couple of years ago. Yeah, um, and it's, it's, Johnston, it's always it? yeah. <laughs> it's always always nice to um, uh, yeah go go through a preseason unbeaten and also you know take the scalp of West Brom, which you know don't, don't be wrong, I don't think they're going to be towards the, the top end of the Championship this season. They they didn't look brilliant after we sort of nullified their threat in the, in the first half but even though it was a relatively poor Everton side that they put out in the second half the, that nil-nil I think is a very good confidence boosting result and I don't think we can sort of underestimate the importance of having those good performances at home as well with with players coming in and getting used to you know being at that ground where, where they're going to be playing their trade for the majority of the season I think um, yeah it's, it's good to get that confidence boost there but some some you know an impressive win again against West Brom. Some cracking strikes as well. But if uh, if Nathan Baxter could not fanny about with the ball in his box for the the rest of the season long, get his mistake out early, I'd be very grateful to him. Uh, Lee, Lee, do you feel similar? Is it more about the performances rather than the results at this point? <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, I went to the beating game at Longridge. It was around the corner. I think we discussed that in the last pod. Um, so I saw a few of the few of the sort of up and coming players like Tree, Ron Bryan, and uh, Finlocky and what have you. But um, yeah, just only just went to the Everton game. I was at York Races on Saturday when we beat uh, beat West Brom. So uh, yeah, the Everton game was 
Uh, like Tom says, it was an encouraging performance overall, thought we thought there was a massive gap between Jack Idale and Randall Williams that Alex Awobi got into about 48 times in the first like 15 minutes, but he didn't really do anything with it. So, like I say, it's just a friendly anyway, even if he'd, he'd scored a couple in that time, it, it's what it doesn't matter, but it did show a little bit, potential a bit of a communication problem, a bit of a weakness down there maybe, but I'm not sure. I've seen the goal that Brandon Thomas has said that he scored... Uh, was it yeah? Was it the one nil for them? Was it Cisco? I'm not sure on Saturday, but someone got in behind and crossed it. Was it Jeb Wallace pulled it back and I think that was the one in the second home. half. Yeah, the, was it? The, the yeah, tap in. I, but then I was the, very hazy. The, the first one that. I can't for the life remember who scored. Yeah, um, I think he got a couple. I think he did get penalties. I'm not sure, but um, I didn't really take much notice of the. I didn't even know the results till the following morning. I just watched the highlights very, very hungover, so I didn't really, um, didn't really take a lot. I just, I just noticed that we'd been cut. Cutting edge reporting with Lana Vienna. Yeah, exactly. But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do better when the season starts. But uh, say it doesn't really matter. But yeah, pre-season, it's just about. As they always say, it's a lot of people say it doesn't matter at all. It matters a bit. Like obviously, it doesn't correlate often. Yeah, I remember that preseason we had on the big Samway we were horrendous, and I think we won. I think we beat Spurs two 0 pretty easily on the opening day with that Campo strike from eighty odd yards or whatever it was. I think we had a bad preseason that time. I think under do you remember when Sammy Lee took over? We had some we had like some unbelievable results in preseason with all these influx of all these middle the mid-rate players and then we had an absolutely shocking start to the season so they rarely correlate but um it's good to just obviously we've got one major injury with George Johnson that's the, the one black cloud of the pre-season really but I think it's, it's pushed us into doing a bit more business than we might have done and hopefully we've compensated enough with um, with Ashworth um he, he seems to be well well liked in the game sort of a lot of big future out of him and yeah, it's one of those where I think, apart from the Johnson injury, you've got to be very happy with it. And like I say, it boosts, boosts Everett's ego anyway, having a pre-season with, uh, with, with no defeats. So, if any, you know, anything that uh, keeps Ian happy, I'm happy. Yeah, it truly feels like a Bolton Wanderers pre-season. Um, plenty of results and also a player getting a knee ligament injury. Oh, it's mm-hmm. so very Bolton, isn't it? There's one every season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but hey... But, We'll go in. We'll go into a bit of uh, George Johnson, and um, thanks for mentioning Alex Warby, by the way, because I do want to say he's a disgrace to the Akocha name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he had a good season last year, actually, one of his better ones. But yeah, yeah well, it's e- it well, was easy to stand out in that <laughs> show. I was going to say, what, what, what's the Com- what's the what's the lovely phrase? The shiniest turd in the pile. <laughs> a comparatively good season compared to the rest of his career. Let's like, shall we say? But anyway, we're not here to talk about Alex Warby, are we? Yeah, Let's no, nope. Uh, instead, instead, we're going to be. Instead, we're going to be covering uh, George Johnston, who, despite um, uh, the injury, um, which looks like he will be out for the entirety of the season, which is a huge, huge shame, uh, he has signed a new contract, which I know we were all worried about uh, him signing when he was fit. So, But yeah, at least another two more years added on. Uh, I'll, come to, I'll come to you on that, Tom. How great is that business? Uh, ask me in ten months when he comes back. <laughs> I, I, I know, but all, all jokes aside, I think on, on one level it shows um, you know some good care from the club to to be looking after a player who's you know given two very very good seasons to us uh, to you know not have any sort of fear in his mind that he's coming back from that injury to potentially being out of work. Not that I think he would struggle to find to find suitors, but I think it just sends a good message that that we look after our key players, which is fantastic. Um, he's probably one of the most marketable assets that the club currently has. 
Uh, and I think if he were going into this season injury-free, it would be exceptionally helpful to to have him just just a stalwart on the left hand side of that defence because you know left good quality left footed centre halves are very difficult to come by. Um, I think he was set to go into for for a very good season, despite the fact that I think we might have brought him back a little bit early towards the end of, of the last campaign just to try and to try and shore up that defence as we as we went towards the playoffs. I think both him and Toll came back a little bit too soon, um, but yeah, I mean let's be honest, we we all saw that injury occur. Uh, and immediately it was a, it was a heads down moment. You know that, that if that's a, a fringe player, if you know if that's someone who you, umming and ahhing as to whether or not they could get into the team, it's very sad. But it's not you know season defining. Uh, and I think we we tried our level best to sort of get Iredale to play in that left centre back role to make sure that it isn't a season defining moment because there's few clubs at this level that can cope without a player of the quality of George Johnston. Um, I don't think Iredale is a like for like replacement, nor at the same same level uh, and if Toll can get himself back fit my back three would still be Jones on the right Toll on the left and Rico in the middle um, because you know that, that worked relatively well for us it's, I mean I think that was what we played at Wembley so that, that was that was a good enough performance from those three in those roles but yeah it, it's very sad um, but it's nice to have him secure at the club because you know it, it, I don't want us to become a selling club but if we had to delve into, into that particular scenario for whatever reason he's one of the most marketable assets we have yep yeah, that's that's all a very fair summary. Um, Lee, Lee with uh, John Snout, do you think the likes of um, uh, like of like Iredale, Ashworth, Forrester, and maybe also Tall in emergency? Do you think between the four of those who, who we know can play left centre back, do you think we have enough strength in depth that we can cope with the loss of George Johnston? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think I think when it happened, he was probably the one player, apart from maybe Santos. There's probably only him, Santos, Dempsey, and Charles who are absolutely guaranteed the place every week in in Everett's mind and his and his system these days. I reckon. Uh, obviously, last season Bradley was as well, Trafford. But um, yeah, he was a nailed on starter, wasn't he? And to lose them, one of those for the whole season, it's it's a big blow. But I think with the variety of players we've we've brought in, like Ash, I, I think Ashworth is more of a left wing back. Again, I, I can't say I've seen him seen the lad play apart from the back end of the game against Everton. I think he came on, I think he came on fifteen minutes. Um, so yeah, I mean between between all those, I think I think Idell's best position. I think we discussed this on the last pod. I think his best position probably is as a left centre back, where he can still get forward. Uh, I'm not saying he's he's not good on the ball. He's just not a dynamic wing back, is he? And that's exactly what we need. I'm not quite sure whether Randall's going to be that, but he's shown encouraging signs. Um, but yeah, I think losing Johnson was probably the worst player to lose, I'd say apart from maybe Santos. I even think we could probably deal with Charles being out. I'd probably like to see what the attack might look like without him at times, but obviously he's, he's a good player for us. I'm not going to belittle him. But yeah, in, in regards of the, the, the gravity of the injury to to, a, to one of our you know, most saleable assets, as Tom refers to, it is um, it was a huge blow. But I think between Idell and Forrester, apparently can play on the left side of the of the, of the back back three. He did he did do it at Port Vale. I think between between them all we should be there we go I'm losing. Um between them all we should be should be set fair to, to cope, let's say, with that with his with his absence. Maybe not thrive as much as we would have done with him, but I think I think we should be alright. Yeah. I mean I mean with Forrester, him being on that left left hand side did allow him to score that nice goal against West Brom, so 
So we'll see. Yeah, is that where he played? Yeah, he played from the. Did he come on? Forest he came on in that game. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah, he came, he came on sub initially for Jones, but then I think he went over to the left hand side. Swapped when someone over. else came on. I, I can't remember exactly, but him being on that left hand side allowed him to score that goal. So who knows? Yeah. Maybe we'll see him against in, yeah. see him there against Lincoln. We'll we'll wait and see. Um, yeah. yeah. Speaking of injuries, we also had minor ones to um, John John Daddy Bodvarsson and uh, Owen Tall. As well as Idale, but um, he he's supposed to be back for Lincoln. Um, yeah, do, do, do you expect do you expect either of those players to, you know, um, well 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 speaking on bad advice, and he's had a t- um, tough time with injuries uh, since his time been here. But when he's been on it, when when he has been back and he's been allowed to go he's been he's been great and we all know what Toll's like do you think either of those players will come back to the same quality uh, during during the season go on, Tom, question. Like you, <laughs> oh, <laughs> so generous buddy um, yeah no, I, I think Bod Varson is the perfect partner to, to Charles when fit uh, but unfortunately that when fit comes in some of the biggest sort of spare question marks you've ever seen in your life I think it's um yeah, it, it was almost like a familiar pattern watching it happen at Salford and watching him, watch him go down with an injury, even if it wasn't a serious one or it was just, you know, too much too soon or something along those lines. I just, it, it's a real shame someone on the wrong side of 30 um, it is so crucial, in my opinion, to, to getting the best out of one of your key players in Charles or just sort of helping the balance of the side. You can't really rely on him for fitness. Um, and I don't blame him for that. I think when you've spent that time at Millwall before he came to us literally sat on the bench uh, or not even sat on the bench not even being part of the regular squads to then what well, was essentially being thrown into to that team immediately in that January to play a starring role as he did it must be very difficult then to you know, maintain that without sort of being monitored I think we've got we, we got in the past sorry Kieran Nee's fitness uh, management down to a T Uh we haven't seen to been able to do the same thing with uh, with Bod Varson. So it'll, it'll be interesting to, to see how he comes back and how that's managed. Personally, I don't want him playing uh, this weekend. Uh, I'd maybe give him half an hour or something on Tuesday if they feel as though he's ready, but I don't want him playing at the weekend. I think we've got enough rotation in that forward line to be able to cope without him, uh, and it's not worth not worth the risk for this kind of match. Um, with, uh, with with the others that you've mentioned there. So Ardell, we think, might be might be fit. Toll, allegedly... Uh, his back and his ankle is fine, but we've heard that before. Um, it's a disgusting challenge, by the way, from Sam Crosgrove. I think that needs to be said. Yeah. Uh, I, I, honestly, one of the worst, worst cowardly tackles I think I've ever seen live, certainly. Um, How the rest didn't send him off is just an absolute joke. Anyway, well, I mean, that, there was another one, wasn't there? Who, well, that, I can't remember who, who did the other challenge. Was, was it was it Wright who played for them? Either either way, there was another uh, mm, awful challenge that remember. went on earlier in the game on Sheehan, but I can't remember who it was. Uh, but, but anyway, d- digressing slightly, I, I think... That has to be managed properly because we saw with Toll they they got his sort of building of fitness up to speed last season perfect. You know when he had to come into the team was it November or October he was right right at it from the word go. Uh, if we've got to wait a month to get his fitness up to full speed, I'm happy to do that because I think he can be so crucial to the side in terms of balancing out the defence either way. Um, and again, I don't want to see him anywhere near the team uh, on Saturday. Don't think he needs to be, uh, and I think it would just represent ever being a bit foolhardy and also not backing the other players that he's got at his disposal to to do that job. We know for, for a long time at Bolton, we've not had options. We have options now. It'd be nice to see them get used rather than thinking, Christ, if we don't have X, Y and Z in this team, we can't beat anybody. Mm. Yeah. C- certainly, certainly very fair arguments and uh, you made a very good point with uh, 
with uh, Tor because he had to come back from his injury at Derry and they took his time with him and he proved to be a masterstroke, didn't he? Very, very good point. Um, so, so, but, but, uh, 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 yeah, as things go, as things move on, um, we have brought in a bu- bunch of new boys to add to the depth to make up for their absences. So since we last recorded the pod, um, we have had four new signings come into the club. Those being Will Forrester and Mendes Gomez on three-year deals, and uh, Zach Ashworth and Paris Magoma in on loan. Uh, the former of which um, is is said to be alone with a view to a permanent deal at some point during the season. So um, I'll start. So I'll start off with you, Lee. Uh, pick pick any one pick any one or two of those four. Or feel free to mention all of them. Uh, what what do you think of uh, our, our business in the last month or so? Yeah, I think it was. Pretty encouraging. I won't pretend to have seen Ashworth play um, or Magoma. Um, he was on loan at MK Dons at the back end of last season, but obviously we'd already played them. I think uh, we beat obviously beat them five nil at, at the uh, the rebound, didn't we? So I don't think he was part of the team. I think he came in. I think that was I think that was January, wasn't it? And he came in. Um, he came in later in the window, I think, because he we was at. I think it was AFC Wimbledon on loan from Brentford. Yeah, that must, that must, he was. Yeah, must have I've, gone I've got a story well. about that when I see him at AFC Wimbledon, but I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you go on. Um, yeah, go on. Just say it now, Tom. No, no, no. It's, it's just ra- randomly, I've got a couple of mates who from uni who are Grimsby Town fans, uh, and they came down for the AFC Wimbledon game. Um, and I remember what going to, to that match, obviously sat in the Grimsby and watching Magoma run around midfield, and there was this moment where ball just fell out of the sky. Uh, controlled it immediately, turned Cruyff turn, and then fired a left-footed pass first time into um, one of the one of the wingers into the channel, which is how they got their goal. And it was just it, one of those moments right. where you think, Christ, what's he doing on the pitch? But I then oh, do also remember John McAtee shouldering him off the ball like that. So <laughs> yeah. maybe he needs to bulk up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, he's a, he's a Premier League player now, John McAtee, isn't he? Randomly, saw him in the squad list for Leeds, and I forgot he'd gone there. Anyway, yeah, so yeah, McGoma's a one that's it's interesting because I don't really see how. Thomas, well, Thomason's been lauded in pre-season, but he, he's not getting in the team on Saturday. Obviously, we need depth, don't we? You can't just you can't just go in with with Thomas and Dempsey, Morley and um, Sheehan for, for essentially three positions. But in in theory, it should be two if we if Carlos Mendes Gomez is our sort of stellar, you know, headline signing of the summer. You'd think he's going to play in that um, in that advanced eight stroke ten role, which is what I'm reliably informed he's been bought for. Uh, by someone who went, who went out. Uh, it's not revealing much, is it? But yeah, he's, yeah, so he's so he's not he's not coming. Well, where else he, he's not going to play at front? We've already got five strikers, so he's definitely coming in to play that role. But, well, um, well, you think it would be horses for courses? I mean, Menez Gomez doesn't have to start, but he is the no. obviously the attacking but, midfield role, like you said, is the one that he's yeah uh, been brought into play, hasn't he? Hundred <laughs> percent. I think I think with the. Um, the fact we signed him a three-year deal, I, I, I just assumed it would probably be a loan. I didn't think Luton would probably cut the losses on him at, the, at this stage. So when I saw that we, I knew we were signing him, um, but obviously I didn't know that I didn't know it would be on a permanent. So it shows a lot, a, a big leap of faith from Everett to sort of give someone like that who's maybe, let's say I don't know him inside out. Obviously, like I'm not, I don't know his tactical discipline, his positioning, and you know how he is at pressing, which Everett is. is, is Puts a lot of emphasis on, but um, certainly interesting. Him, he's he's the one that obviously is going to get everyone excited. Apparently, he's not. Um, a, a, there's a Morecambe fan who I, I know quite well, and obviously he saw a lot of him play. 
And um, apparently he's he's not a dribbler. He doesn't often beat his man. What he does do, he, he just sort of shifts his weight in tight spaces and he's got great feet, two-footed as well. Um, and he can just, he's he's got a great shot on him. Um, he's more of a player to sort of um, keep the move going rather than get you on the edge of your seat and sort of be, be, be beating man. And, and I think you try and beat a man in the middle of the pitch, you get quite easily broke broke on. It's it's not often, you know, you get, you, you, the elite players can do it to, to great success, but it's rare you find someone in the, the lower echelons of the game who, who sort of uh, can get the ball in the middle of the pitch and beat two or three men every time. It's it's just not really feasible. So I don't think I think the fans need to probably um, just temper their excitement a little bit on what type of player he is. But I think he's going to prove very important to us. And I'm, I'm, I'm can't wait to see him play. I did see him come on come on against Everton, but he didn't really didn't really get too involved in the game. Had a couple of nice little moments, but yeah. So he's the headline one, isn't he? And then obviously Ashworth is someone who's come in, um, you know, primarily to to challenge. Uh, Randall Williams as left wing back, I think, and then obviously giving us another option at left centre back, which we needed as another left sider because obviously the only left sider left was Idale. Uh, and obviously Forrester sounds like he can kick with his left foot, but I'm not sure he's left sided. So we've got, you know, we've got um, sort of Ashworth is coming up to, to back up Williams, and um, it looks obviously like Declan John should at some point be on his way, you'd have thought, rather than just sitting around twiddling his thumbs, which is looking the likely ups unless there's big injuries. And then um what was the other signing there? So yeah, so we touched on Magoma. Again, just going on on top of what Tom said about, you know, the, the how he saw him play. I've not seen clips of him, but I've I've relied on informed by quite quite a number of people who, who I trust trust their opinions in sort of reg, regular MK Dons and uh, Wimbledon watches. You know, I've got to know that he's 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 mustard, he's he's excellent. So it's just just where he fits in and where he um, sort of slots in in terms of game time early doors. Luckily, we've got Papa John's. We've got the League Cup first round. Um, that's that's the Barrow game, isn't it? Papa John's come. We don't have Barrow in our group. We have uh, Stockport, Salford, and United under twenty ones in the Papa John's. So yeah, so hopefully he'll he'll be able to shine and and maybe he'll be handy in sort of away game. It sounds like he's got a little bit of physicality to him as well. Puts his foot in bit of an all rounder. It sounds sounds like so. Just, just wonder where it leaves sort of George Thomason, whether whether the pecking order is going to be, you know, um, Thomason and ahead of Magoma at first, and they'll just have to see how they both get on, really. But yeah, I think overall you've got to say the business is is encouraging without sometimes knowing that much about each individual player. We just have to sort of suck it and see, really. So yeah, it's probably probably how I'd see it. Yeah. Uh, before I get uh, Tom's perspective on the signings, uh, I'll just quickly ask you, Lee, uh, what, other is, what other positions, because Ian said he wants to bring in at least one or two more, uh, what positions would you say need mm. cover at this point? I think probably only right, only right wing back, isn't it? If he sees Geth as a as solely a centre half, I mean, not, he will be. Able, you know, if he absolutely needs him, he can hundred percent play there. I mean, some of his some of our best performances last season on the road and at home, we actually saw Jones play right wing back. I think he he did so against um, MK Dons at home and Peter away. So there's that little spell he was he was playing right wing back. So um, so he's still very capable there. But I think he is. Probably more suited to right centre back overall. Um, so yeah, someone to back up Cogley. He obviously doesn't see Sadlier as an option. And again, I'd be amazed if Sadlier and John are still in our books, whether it be a loan or permanent exit at the end of the window. I, I, I quite like both players. Like I think John's a bit of a liability against the best in the division defensively, and I think Sadlier. He just, just ever doesn't fancy him. He, he seems to do well every time I, I see him play. He just perhaps defensively. 
he's, he's just lacking a little bit. I can't disagree with that, but I don't think it's a huge issue in a team who should be dominating the ball and, and really dominating the division this season, let's be honest. So I'd like to see him stick around, but would you stick around when you're being offered, you know, 15 minutes there, 20 minutes there? It's, you know, if you value actually playing football rather than just the wage you're picking up, then you're going to be on your way on your travels, aren't you? So I think, like I say, sadly, and, and, and John are the ones likely to, to exit. Um, so, yeah, really, that's they're the only ones I see sort of moving on. That was the original question. I'm not going yeah, to that sort of tangent, have I? No, no, it's, no, it's fine. You make a good point. You might... It's all right, Lee. We, we have a timer that James and I have set up, so we're just, we just hear a buzzer in the background. If For how long, guy? Yeah. It's like at a wedding. It's like at a wedding. We're having bets on right, <laughs> how long it's going to last for the speeches. To be fair, you bring a good point. Maybe we need bodies out before we can truly bring bodies in, but we'll see how it goes. But I don't see any more coming in unless we get like say sadly leaves John leaves we might bring one more either way so yeah I think that's probably probably about it really do, do you guys see see any vital positions anything extra needed or not I mean I, uh, I, I think you, you're spot on James I think you're probably going to say the same wouldn't you we, we, well, we need well, some competition at right well, wing back yeah well I was well I had the question to you um, on top of your perspective on all the new boys that we've brought in so just remind that's Forrester Mendes Gomez Ashworth and um Magoma. Um so yeah, uh, Tom give us your perspective on those four boys as well as um the name uh, as well as the possible positions that you'd like to see enhanced a sure. little further. Sure. Well I, I tell you what, I'm just doing some thinking there and just you mentioning Forrester again has jogged the memory. Perhaps there is some thought in, in Everett's mind that Jones is gonna be that that right wing back, you know, substitute or there's someone who could go in there if Dickis Cockley's not playing well because bringing in Forrester when you've also got Toll, who I appreciate Toll is probably being seen as the Ricardo Santos replacement if needed in the in the middle because he's the only one really who's probably the most commanding of the center halves to play that role. But I, th- I think he said it in the um an interview that he did the other day where it was a case of I like looking at people who can fit into a multitude of systems because we like to adapt mid-match or something along those lines so that that, that could be what he sees Jones doing with, with Forrester being the person to step up as a deputy um, from, from what I know of Forrester uh, he gets very, very good reviews from people outside of Port Vale looking in um, people seem to think that he was one of their uh, you know key, key defenders uh, but when you sort of look at the uh, the, the general sort of feeling about the, these kind of people from the fans themselves. It seems as though they are a little bit surprised that he's he's made this move now rather than having another season to sort of play at this level in a, in a slightly less pressurised environment. That's not being disrespectful to Port Vale. It's just, you know, the Bolton, if he gets thrown in, it's going to be, you know, a lot of people expecting big performances from him uh, to be able to get them out of this league, which I don't think is an aspiration for Port Vale right now. Um, and it's whether or not him being good with his feet it also might translate into mistakes. And that's what I, I saw a lot of when listening to, to Port Vale fans discuss him was that there is that John Stones-esque uh, ability to dribble himself out of trouble, yes, but also ca- cause the trouble uh, and, and make it even worse at times with, with that tendency. So it'll be interesting to see if that that occurs and if it does, whether Everett can coach it out of him. He seems to have touched wood so that he doesn't cock up on Saturday, coach it out of Santos to a certain extent. <laughs> Um, it would be nice it, uh, to a certain extent, Lee. I can see the grimace. Don't worry. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think Rico has his has his fewer of his Rico moments every year, but that probably still means five this year. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, for, I, I think that would be interesting from Forrester's point of view. Doesn't look the biggest, um, so I think it would be have to be on the right hand side rather than in the middle of the defence. Um, but it, as I say, we, we tend to 
you know, sort of take take these gambles and, and it goes from one way or the other. You know, look at the people that we'd never heard of in League Two. Half of them are brilliant, half of them are terrible. So it'll mm. it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll either be a Dapwaf line or, an, or a Brandon Conley. Uh, one, of, one of them too. Um, with, with the others, I think Lee summed it up very well. Uh, I think, as I say, my, my piece on Magoma is just that sort of one match that I watched him play live uh, where he looked to cut above the level, but we're going to need you know something a bit better than cut above the level to be challenging at the top of League One. Um, but it's nice to have those options, especially another passer in midfield as well as someone who, who can put in a bit of a challenge. Um, but yeah, you, you look at the sort of technicians that we've got in the, the base of that midfield that we can have there. You, you'd like to think that we can create a few chances, which is which is half the battle. Um, and then with with the others, I, I think Ashworth gets good reviews from Burton fans. Um, be interesting to see if he can displace Williams on that left hand side because Randall looks like he recognises that this is a a big season for him, a last chance saloon to really you know start start getting back to the levels that he was talked about when he was at Exeter. Uh, and then, yeah, who, who, have, who have I missed? Mendes Gomez. God, how have I managed to miss that one off? Um, admit, admittedly, my, my exposure to Carlos Mendes Gomez is very limited, apart from him winning me a rather substantial amount of money when he got more promoted, because I had a, a, a three-way bet on all the teams to get promoted that season from the playoffs. And uh, yeah, that was very useful considering Newport had battered them all game. Um, but yeah, he scored a fabulous goal against us last year. Uh, I agree with with Lee. You know, from what I've seen of him, he looks like the kind of person who doesn't dribble past opponents, but just has um, sort of like an odd gate that people don't really know how to tackle him. Um, that, that's that's what I would I would say there. Uh, and anyone who can play in behind the strikers and get you, you know, are in around ten goals a season, I think he's going to be invaluable. You know, we know what our strikers are good at and what they're not good at. Uh, so any goals that we can get from the likes of Mendes Gomez, Dempsey, et al. would be would be more than welcome. So it, it's an exciting one that I think sort of turned the tide on, on people's opinions on this transfer window, let's be honest. There were starting to be grumbles, the classic Bolton moans <laughs> at halftime uh, were, were seeping through Twitter. So I think that got a lot of people to shut up, which is useful in itself. Someone uh, you... said, sorry, James, someone said, uh, you know, we know what our strikers are good at. You mean Charles, <laughs> is good at, Charles is good at scoring and he said, you know what our strikers aren't good at. The rest of them aren't good at scoring, basically. <laughs> well, Charles is only Charles is only a one in three man anyway. I, well, I yeah, love it, on, but I think let's be honest. You know, the, the finishing is not in his top five of his skill sets. You know, pace being an irritating little sod. I think, I think are much higher on, on I'm that. I'm saying instinctive finishing is part of his skill set, but not yes, when he's got any yeah. sort of time. Or slide tackling from halfway it. to score. <laughs> one, anyway, one, I'll, uh, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let James go on to the next section anyway. So what it's interesting that you raise that though, point. I think it's an interesting point to raise about what our strikers are good at. I think... Um, I've no idea. Know, and and Lundu, Ad- Ad- and Jerome... I call the clones by my dad. Big lads who just lumber around the pitch and haven't seemed to have done much yet. <laughs> That's very true, but I'm half joking. I think they've all got reasonable assets. I'm yet to really figure out what Adebayo's good at, but I'm sure he. I'm sure that he's good at something. He, you know, he's not going to score twelve goals in half a season for Burton without having some sort of ability. But he's yet to really show it in any sort of way, hasn't he? But he tries and. I'm sure he makes like Jason Lowe. I'm to sure there's a lot for the community. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, let's yeah. let's let James move on to the next bit before we uh, break yeah. Victor Adebayo's confidence beyond all recognition. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, I'm yeah. sure he's watching. Hey, to, Hi, Victor. Hey, to I'm be, sure he's not. To be fair, if his if his performances from his last two preseason games against Everton and West Brom or anything, he's going to be a really solid player. <laughs> actually, he did he did okay against Everton. Yeah, I thought he did all right. Yeah, actually, I thought he played. I didn't see the West Brom game, but I thought he did okay. So there we go. We've we've raised him back up. Crack on, James. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe he'll score a twenty-five yarder like he attempted against uh, West Brom. But uh, oh, but, gosh, rega- yeah. but, rega- but regardless, um, one one other signing that um, 
I might feel needs mentioning is also uh, the addition to the B team of uh, Luke Matheson. Uh, Lee, you're probably the most familiar with the B with the B team from your um, fr- from your friendly observations at Longridge. Whether he, whether he stood out to you or not, um, what do, do do you think this really enhances the profile? And do you think he or anyone else from that side, from what you've seen, might have a chance to break through this year? Oh, it was a very um, well. I wouldn't say I'm. Uh, an aficionado on the B team. I've been to one game. I spent half the time trying to get a, a pint at the, the very small yeah. bar in yeah, Longridge. Well, you've been pie, to one more so. get, one more B team game than me and Tom, so That's very, <laughs> you're, you're the very, de facto expert. Yeah, I, th- I think we did. We talk about it in the last pod. We did, didn't we? Because it was, it was after we we did the pod after the Longridge game. Uh, we, we talked so about the B team, but I don't think Math- we knew Matheson was trialing with us yet. So this is no. I, th- I think it was yeah. It was like the day. I can't remember when we did the party. I think it was like the next night. So anyway, so yeah, it was. Um, I didn't really know it's him. Is, is truth be told, he, he, um, I didn't even know he was playing. I didn't know it's him, even though it's pretty obvious because he had like, long hair and headband. So like a lot of people worked it out pretty quickly on Twitter. But um, yeah, m- most of our attacks went down the left with Max Conway. Basically, we just sort of pretty much solely attacked down the left from from the bits that I watched. Um, yeah, so I don't really have an awful lot to add on on how he um, fared in that game, but obviously he's been, uh, uh, you know, okay, decent enough to get a, a one-year deal, which is a, is a smart move, isn't it? He's not going to be on much much longer in the B team, is he? You know, he's going to probably cost us a grand a week tops at this point. He's, he's just probably so happy to get a club and and rebuild his career. He's he's mentioned himself in in, in interview with uh, Mark Owls about. Um, about injuries, I didn't really, I don't really know the extent of the injuries he's had, but obviously he's he's had a, a couple of fairly underwhelming loan spells. Not really been able to. He didn't even really shine at Scunthorpe last year. In, in it was probably hard one of the to worst shine that Scunthorpe. Well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, but if you, but like, Keith knows his onions, though, lads. <laughs> as well, he's long gone, but um, yeah. So he's uh, yeah. I think oh, he used to manage him though, didn't he? Yeah, of course. Um, well, there we go. Second time. <laughs> need, to, need to get a much better uh, stand. Well, I haven't even got a stand. That's the problem. So um, it's all fun and games. So yeah, I think Matheson is like I say, he'll raise the profile of the B team in terms of he's a recognisable name, having scored at Old Trafford, going for a million pounds, bringing him in. You know, he, he just might make other players who have maybe fallen a bit by the wayside and, and struggled a little bit with the career after a bright start. I think maybe we're we're like um, the old Allardyce home waves and strays. You know, the the older element of perhaps we're going back. We sort of got a new. New uh, lost and found home at Bolton for sort of very young prospects who seem to have lost the way. So, it's, yeah, let's just see how he gets on. I think I think of the other players in the team. Obviously, there's there's Finn Lockett who you know we all we're all aware of and well, should be. And you know, obviously, had the ACL and he's come back from that and he seems to be hitting his straps again up front with um with Andrew Ucci who scored a few in preseason. We got him from Leeds again, quite well thought. Of. Again, I thought he was quite quite sort of pacey. Um, quite a decent all round sort of forward from the from the little bits I saw and saw him play for four five minutes. But obviously we all saw the Trevon Bryan uh, free kick that I put on Twitter and quite a lot of people watch that. So um he looks a good technician, not sure about his all round game, but he certainly can hit a ball. Um but you can't you're not gonna get in the first team just on the basis of being able to hit it as uh, Alex Sammy's daddy found out about five years ago ago so um yeah Probably overall back. i think <laughs> overall i mean aaron pettifer's not neat and tidy and center mid all these guys are just gonna get loans to to the to the non-league scene uh i'd hope max conway can get a national league club because uh, i think he's he's bright um i'd like him to have a pathway um obviously if we're signing ashworth on, on a permanent 
Um, if his loan is made permanent, that sort of blocks out a little bit potentially. But you know, you're going to get some minutes as a third choice left wing back if that's what we see him as perhaps next season. Um, who knows? But he's the one who, who stood out to me. Um, Max Conway. And then you've got your Conveni. Obviously, was was neat and tidy, and it wasn't really a game where he, he's going to shine too much because obviously we had the ball most most of the game and, and battered him really. So you know, hopefully he's he's going to get another loan, uh, get a loan. Sorry, because he's not been out on loan yet, has he? I don't think Conveni. So he could do with a league league two loan. Maybe someone, you know, perhaps yeah. lower down, maybe Harrogate or something like that. So somewhere he can sort of. Uh, Show it, show his worth, and perhaps he can then be brought into the first team squad proper next season. But it's it's all about pathways, and it's for these young guys. And I think it's it's definitely looking more encouraging the B team as an experiment than it was doing maybe this time last year. <laughs> well, it was in its very early stage last time this year. But if um, if uh, Ian Everts appraisals or anything to go by, and if he manages to pull it off, apparently there'll be um, at the very least at the highest level League Two loans for the likes of Max Conway. Nelson Cumbeni during the season but we'll see how that pans out we've still got a month left of the the window to go and I also had to bring up Madison uh, considering right wing back is um, the, the, the position you both said that um, we need bodies in so maybe he can, yeah, maybe he can be that once he gets him. himself back up <laughs> Yeah, I'd kind of forgotten about him when when we mentioned it. Actually, funnily enough, but yeah, maybe he is <laughs> he's the option that we um, that ever sees as as you know potentially the the third backup behind um, Cogley and Jones. Maybe yeah. Yeah, well, well, we'll see how it all pans out. Um, sw- switching gears, uh, we're going to go to uh, mention a few uh, off-field changes now. Um, thank wh- whether it's thanks to the bond or whether it's thanks to additional investment. Uh, Elsewhere or money we've earned from 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 the cup run. Either way, there's been a lot of changes in and around uh, the Bolton Wanderers uh, recently. Uh, little little things, little things here and there, like changes to bus services, as well as um, a few infrastructure things to deal with. Um, with new ad, new advertising boards and ribbons being placed around the stadium to be ready for the derby game, as well as a new screen. Thank God we can finally get rid of that iPhone. And uh, yeah, one of the biggest ones of all is the uh, new Wanderers TV, our own in-house channel. Uh, fair to say, though, um, early days, it's being met with um, a bit of mixed reviews. Well, well, apparently the live stream went okay. I don't know. I didn't watch it for the friendly because I was at the game. But apparently that all went fine and well with commentary from Derek Clark. Um, yeah, the the new the new paywall seems to be uh, dividing some fans. Uh, do either of you have boys' opinion on on it, or is it still too early to tell whether this is going to be a successful venture for the club or not? Well, you and I chatted about it very briefly, James, before we came on air. Um, I mean, I'm signed up, um, and you know the, the re- reason being is that I'm a sad case who likes watching loads of in-depth stuff about Bolton Wanderers. Uh, but it, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we could have done that on the YouTube based on the current content that we've got available for us for free. Uh, and, and and as such, that is going to irritate some fans in the short term. I think you, you said it previously, mate, that. You know, until they've actually got an idea of what that bonus content can look like or what you know realistically can go behind that paywall or not 
uh, that it's going to be the kind of thing that takes a few months to to, to sort out. Uh, I think people probably took for granted the the quality of, of stuff that they were seeing on YouTube for free anyway. Um, not not many clubs at this level certainly would do the inside lost stock stuff, the extended highlights. You know, the releasing a full replay for um, some of our some of the bigger games that we've seen. I mean, what what is good about Wondrous TV is the archive that they've got there. I don't know if either of you two have checked it out, but you can see um, sort of ten minute highlights, also clips of. Um, uh, pretty big, big games that we've had in the past. I mean, the random one that was on there was when we beat Spurs four-two in that game that was billed as Steinson versus Plus. Gareth Bale. Yeah, Very back in that. Yeah, well, it was a brilliant game. Yeah, and the thing is, I've never been able to find highlights for it. So I was over the moon yeah. watching that. So yeah. they, they took, took my money straight away. Um, sign, me so... up, sign me up. Sign me up. Sign me up. Young, com- young um, commission. Well, not anymore. Uh, <laughs> it's. Um, yeah, but it's one. Of, it's one of those things, James. That I think it's going to divide people regardless. Um, what what is useful about it is if they want to part with their money, they can do. And if they don't want to, they don't have to. I think the buses exactly. is the thing that's been a bit more divisive for people because there are some people who I think have relied upon that for years, and you know maybe seven seven pounds for for a bus ticket to go to a match that you're then paying X amount of money for for a season ticket, and then all the other stuff on top people are a little bit concerned by um but you know i i don't think i'm best place to speak on that is it isn't going to be something that, that affects me uh but but i think realistically if they're going to use that wondrous bond to get the stadium looking proper um get a better screen because you're right the the thin one that they had was was non was nonsensical um chris flanagan who writes for 442 he uh, did the sort of the, the fans piece on on Bolton in their in, in their little pullout spreads where they said that we finished first, oh, but he yeah. said the PA the PA system was awful at Bolton and he's not wrong. Oh, and if yeah, we could get that sorted so out, bad. it would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we, we just need to, you know everyone comes to the club and the new signings and the trotted out line is this is a Premier League club who's sleeping in League One. Let's make it look like it again at the, at the stadium. So if if a substantial amount of money on the Wanderers bond goes on that instead of the playing staff, then you know realistically it would be nice to go to a ground that is fit for the purpose that it was built for. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. With all the with all the degrading that we've had over the, at least the past decade, um, there, there's a lot of be work to be done, and it can all be it can all be done at once. So um, similar to Bolton fans waiting for the signings over the window, we might just have to be patient to wait for everything to come back up to scratch. Um, Lee, 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 is there anything um, that you think that hasn't been mentioned that uh, that Bolton could be working on infrastructure-wise in and around the stadium to make things better? Just, um, I'd, I'd like to comment last time. Just cannot get any sort of scores in the in the, in the ground. It's just at least just have soccer Saturday on every Saturday game because they just pick and choose when they put it on. I don't, I don't understand the premise behind it. I just want to look at other scores because I'm a sad, I'm a sad bastard, and I just want to know whether my centre half scored who I put put on fifty to one. And yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah do, that's do, not, do you think that important. might be helped with the because um, uh, Neil Hart did talk in his piece about uh, added connectivity around the ground for Wi-Fi? Yeah. Do you think that might help? Hmm? I don't, I don't understand how like twenty thousand people can get on a, a wife one single Wi-Fi thing. I'm not technical at all, but I, I don't think that's happening, is it? Let's be honest. I just, I just, it's like a complete blackout. I was fine with the swap to O2. I should have never done it, but my signal's really good at work, so it's like, a, it's like a, it's a trade. What's more importantly, how, how often am I? How often am I at the Bolton game? Once every two weeks on average. How often am I at work every day? So like, anyway. But I, it's, 21st century problems, but modern modern world third. What did they say? First world problems, not 21st century. Go. Anyway, uh, it's, so it's that's enough of that. Just 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 cut me off. Just just blank screen me. No. Anyway, but um, <laughs> no, I think I think it's been 
I think like if we're using it to to do things that are going to last rather than just sign, you know, sign an extra player for four hundred grand who might be a flop, then that makes a lot more sense to him. And the Wondrous TV thing, I'll I'll pay the fiver when I'm you know when I get back from working time and, and on a Tuesday night. We haven't got that many Tuesday games at the start of the season. It always surprised me how few Tuesday games we've got booked in. But then obviously when there's postponements to cups, international breaks. Um, frozen pitches rained off you end up playing about eight and nine so for me that's that's invaluable because i'm not going to go to a tuesday game if i can and um, any you know any, any away game i would do obviously a night game still ran because they moved it back 15 minutes which means i missed the first 10 minutes of every fucking tuesday game anyway i'm, I'm, I'm just swan but who cares um so <laughs> so in relation to to like the um, Wondrous TV, yeah, it's gonna. I'm looking forward to, especially if they have you know old old players coming back and and giving a bit of insight or not. Maybe if they have LHG fun, just talking absolute nonsense, but <laughs> um, that'd be quite entertaining. But yeah, I mean, like I say the Wondrous TV thing, I, I just find it odd that the chosen to do this now. I mean, yeah. every everyone's trying to monetize everything. There's Patreon everywhere. You know, you can understand it. Any any extra little revenue streams the club can get, I, I'm totally on board with them. You know, doing it, they can you know sell Bolton Wanderers car mats and everything else that they try and sell in the shop. And why not just monetize as much as you can? If, it, if there's people out there who are going to buy it, if there's idiots out there who are going to buy stuff. You know, just getting to get to buy it. But so I just called our fan base idiots. But there we go. I'm cracking on. So um, what do you think we are? <laughs> well, I'm, 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 I'm the biggest idiot of all. Look at me. I'm a different Bolton shirts are coming every week, every week in this podcast. But um, so it's just dead cheap. But so. I think in, in regards to the, the Wondrous TV, it needs to be like a, a polished product. Like I think Charlton did a really good job with theirs last season, apparently. Um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to make a big difference for the fans who, who can't get to any games. Uh, but I just find it a bit odd they're introducing it now, literally one year before the Sky come in and, and, and are going to show pretty much every game somehow um, via red buttons or whatever, however they're going to do it by the website. It's going to completely change the landscape, and but but I'm wondering TV aren't going to have that access to a vast majority of the games. So it's a strange time to introduce it, where you've got a season to bed it in, and then perhaps everyone's on board by the end of the season. Then then you kind of don't need it, and a lot of people are going to a lot of people are going to pay the money five a month. Seems reason it's five a month, and it? it seems reasonable to get um, access to all all interviews, everything. I just don't have the time to watch. Um, you know, all everything that the club put out, I, I, I dip in and out. So for me, it's not something I'm going to be interested in paying for. I'll certainly pay for the matches on an individual basis. But I think, yeah, it's a good idea to monetize it. Like you say, it's not compulsory. You don't have to pay it. So if you're in, if you're that interested, and you want to pay a five a month thing. That aspect of it, I agree with. I just think the match day thing and putting time and effort into that, it's a strange one. Just just what seems like just for one season. Yeah. Uh, well, 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 we'll see. We don't know the details uh, of how it's going to affect us. I mean, I mean, between us and and like you mentioned, Charlton with our own in-house things, maybe, maybe there's some kind of kinks to be worked out there. We'll, we'll see as it goes along. But you, make, but you make a um, good point uh, b- between the both and amongst of you, all but... and amongst all the bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, between between it all, um, it is it is bare bones. It is bare bones right now, but. The, the subscription seems reasonable. If they start to boost up the content over the season, whether whether that's from from adding more people to the media team or just having more time to do stuff, who knows? Um, yeah, it, it, it might be worth it might be worth it in the long term. Um, 
Spe- speaking of which, um, you mentioned LSG on commentary. Um, I, j- just as a fun little question, Tom, uh, what former player would you like to see on commentary alongside Derek Clark for a season? Um, based on the podcast that we did with him, James, I, I want Klasnich there. One million percent. Sorry, mate. See, this, this is this is why when we have these things, there's a little private chat that we can use. You just put you put your answer in so there's no crossover. <laughs> See, we're working out the kinks already here, guys. Um, yeah, no, Klaz, one million percent. The guy had absolutely zero filter. Cut a podcast that, um, uh, off midway through me doing the outro saying, sorry, my kid's crying. I need to go and look after her, uh, which was brilliant. Uh, and yeah, no, some of the stories that you could tell about um, well, there, wasn't there a Paul Robinson one about like shitting on the chain room floor or something? <laughs> yeah. I, I might be making that up. No, no, I think, I think he said I think it. it. Go back to like the podcast. I've certainly forgotten that. It's like it was like an episode of Under the Cost, wasn't it? Oh, it was the awesome. way he spoke. It, 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 everything That's... that he said, I was just sat there and I had to mute my microphone. It was in hysterics. I um, love yeah, 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 Absolutely. Well, you just reminded me of Under the Costly. Uh, I, I'd love to hear Craig Davis on commentary. That'd be funny as well. <laughs> I, he was on there. Uh, We're calling everyone rubbish. Powerly. Yeah. <laughs> but not Mike Davis um, either. <laughs> he was on there. Uh, I had trials once with um, Gas Seddon and Jordan Newman. He was good on that. So I, I listened to that the day. The week, the month before, they had, um week before, whatever, they had Paddy Kenny as well. So it seems to be picking purely Bolton players. But yeah, I think. Do you reckon um, maybe he's on commission for, to boost Mark Davis's profile now that he's retired no god the amount of people who say Mark Davis is basically Maradona in disguise but just used to eat absolute crap and didn't care about his body we could have had like one of the all time best ever players like he was going to go Chelsea wasn't he before he got that bad injury what I think Craig Davis should caveat it with is that the people that Mark Davis was tearing a new one in every single week were Zat Knight wasn't exactly difficult, was it? With our defence, no. Christ. Yeah, but, all, yeah. All, all very good points. Although to be fair, he also had to face up against Gary Kale. So give him, a, let's give him a True. bit of credit. And from his one, uh, and um, oh god, who else would have been in that midfield? Holden, probably Holden, Tengi. trying to kill him. Yeah, <laughs> I think we. Uh, I'd love to. I'd absolutely love to see Ivan Campo do a bit. Of, I, th- I think he'd do it. He'd do anything Bolton wise. He'd just like remotely watch the game and just. Chirp in with some great comments, probably in Spanish, so none of us can understand. Yeah, it. Um, <laughs> he knows a bit, but he knows a bit of English. But I've barely ever seen Campo interviewed, have you? No, no, very. I think he's done a couple of um, Instagram lives where he's done right. um, sort of shout outs to Bolton fans and stuff. Uh, and very yeah, broken English. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those that I think, yeah, it would be hilarious. But imagine him trying to talk to Derek Clark and understand the questions he's being asked. Oh, God, exactly. You, you're, tell listen, you... you're listening to two foreign languages at the same time, aren't you? <laughs> I tell you what, well, though. Um... To be fair, to be fair, I like Derek Clark, but yeah, he can be a bit. He's a bit. Thi- he's a bit thick in the accent sometimes. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think um tell you what he tell you would actually do it, Stelios. He does every oh, single Bolton um you know, get together with the old the old teams and all the charity community stuff. He's, he he would hundred percent do it. Hundred percent. He lives he lives in lives in Northwest, doesn't he? He was based there still. I mean, I mean, he well, saw the, I think I mean, basically did that friendly. Was it that charity match that him Abdullah Fai turned up to as well? Yeah, so yeah, I'd I imagine think, I think some place like one of the Bolton community teams or something. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, I'm sure he does. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so I think we've gone off on rather large tangent on that. Anyway, uh, we so can, talk, we can speak about minutes, former but... players all, lead, all, in fact, all this day is probably, late, but... This is probably the longest that we're, anyone has tuned in for this bit. 
<laughs> I'd imagine. You know, you know, people dips in and out two weeks ago or whatever. I think this, we've got we've got them hooked now. And we go back to talking about League One. We'll be bo- bollocks. Please, James, we need to bring back the segment Random Terrible Bolton Player of Yesterday. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe, Mario maybe, Esposito. And I've got uh, yeah, maybe, in, maybe in a future. Never saw him play. Maybe in a future part. But let's, be, let's get back to the here and now. Uh, but, uh, and, do we have to? And, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> but before we talk, before we talk Lincoln. Uh, we've got one other thing to cover, which was a pretty fairly in-depth interview from BBC Radio Manchester with uh, Ian Everett. Tom, Tom, I know you uh, listened to it. Uh, what what are your thoughts uh, on everything that Everett said, covering from things like Declan John, some of his favourite things, as well as the fact that it would take a hell of a lot if you could even convince him at all to leave? Yeah, I mean, I mean, don't be me wrong. Whether it's bluster or not, it's always nice to hear some some commitment from from the manager about about staying in the job. I think, uh, let's be honest, you know, football ventures have have backed him. Um, they've also kept him on at times when there there was definitely some some real real tough opposition in in the in the fan base who would have liked to see him go. I mean, I I, I was one. You know, halfway through that League Two season, I would have got rid, uh, and I, I you know hold my hands up and that was an incorrect decision but even people forget halfway through that that first league one campaign um, people would would have potentially pulled the trigger given the you know the, the amount of injuries and i think we were pushing down towards you know 19th 20th in the league and it was a, it was a pretty horrible place to be during during some of those matches you know the the losses that uh, Plymouth and, and Fleetwood are the ones that really stick out. Um, but yeah, no it's, it's nice to hear that it's him reaffirm that he wants to wants to stay at the club mentioned that there's been some some potentially tangible, some potentially sort of just hearsay offers to to make a move last season from the championship. Um, I, I do get the impression, and I mean this in a very positive way rather than negative way, that his ego is probably the reason why he's stuck with Bolton because I think there is an element of him wanting to get us into the championship. Whether you know he wants to potentially make good on a promise of getting Bolton to championship and then Premier League and you know breaking records, whatever, I don't know. But but I do think there is a a real ego boost for him if he can get us up there. So there's a personal point of, of pride on, on that side that I think means he'll stay, which which is good. So I th- I've always rated him as a coach. I wish he'd keep a bit quieter in the media from time to time, but he, I've always thought he was a great coach. Uh, the, the other stuff, as you mentioned there, yeah, you know, he was asked a question point blank about Deck John. Uh, I know you're a fan, James. Uh, I have been a fan. I, I, I know Lee, you're not. <laughs> the facial expressions say it all. Uh, I think, Look, look, we know what he's good at and we know what he's not good at. I've used that phrase again. There was a game at Oxford last year where I think he must have abandoned the space where he was supposed to be defending in a left-back consistently for about 60, 70 minutes. And because it was Oxford and they were in a terrible run of form, they didn't punish us. But Lee's right against the better side, that would have just been exploited immediately and could have easily cost us a game. Uh, And he does have those brain fades. Um, People, you know, get annoyed at him for not showing that he cares. I think he does care. I think there's a professional pride with him there. Um, more, more than anything else, um, he seems like he gets on with the lads as well. But if your face doesn't fit, your face doesn't fit. Uh, and I think him and Everett have had too many spats thus far for there to be any sort of coming back from literally taking the opportunity on a radio station to basically say, you're not trying hard enough in training and if you don't show me any more, then you're going to be nowhere near this team. You know, it, it's a minor miracle that he came back from January onwards this year, oh, sorry, last year anyway. Uh, so I, I, I don't see that one having a particularly positive conclusion. I, th- I think John will will move on. Um, in terms of other, other stuff that he talked about there, I think it, it just c- comes across as a very ambitious guy who wants to, you know, really make good on his promise of, of getting this club back to back to the championship at least. Um, you know, the the the, the less interview 
interviews that he does, the more coaching he does, the more happier I'll be. But proof of being the pudding on the pitch, it's been uh, you know progress every year that he's that he's um, been managing at Bolton. Uh, and progress this season would be promotion in the top two and honestly I think anything less than that would represent a failure yeah um, Lee I know you only heard snippets of the interview but uh, um, it's, it's always nice to hear a manager say that in full and do you think he's going to be uh, a, a man of his words sticking around and um, in his own words uh, managing the Premier League with Bolton it just it completely depends on the opportunities that he gets offered I suppose doesn't it if you get offered a I just, I just can't see him being offered such a top tier job in the championship there's obviously absolutely zero chance he's going to get a Premier League job while he's a league one manager with Bolton however well we do this season and obviously Kieran McKenna's been linked with you know top decent jobs but maybe not Prem jobs yet so he'd have to replicate something like Ipswich did with the XG and the goal difference they had last year to be even considered for it so I think in the championship I, I can't see him going anywhere particularly in the championship that's um, really going to tempt him. Um, I think he'd probably. I don't know if he's a man of his word. I've, I've no idea. I don't. I don't know him. Um, I've literally no idea whether he will be a man of his word. I just obviously he's done a good job with us. There's there's bits about his personality that, that rankle a little bit with his what with his maybe bravado. But I mean, I'd rather him be. I'd rather him be quite a, full of bravado than maybe a bit too humble. I remember when. Was it he was in charge of Bolton? We used to and he used to just big up every other other team. Was it was it Friedman? It was one of one of our managers who I think I think Coyle had a tendency to do it. Coyle as well. did that, yeah. Like oh, it's going to be a really tough game. They're a great side, and just like, I think I think I like the fact he, he certainly tempered it. Like the the last interview I read with him, I thought he stuck he struck all the right notes in terms of saying we're we, you know we, we should be a dominant side it's like he, he didn't he didn't go in he didn't go into sort yeah. of massive I, th- I, th- I think the one you're referencing there is the uh, where he said we're, we're ambitious but we're not entitled yeah something like that's perfect like he's at the end of the day he's learning like say you know, he's a 40 year old guy but you know i am nearly the right talk a load of crap so you know at the end of the day he's he's a good manager we're lucky to have him um i think the fact the best thing for me is the is the relationship he has with Sharon Britton and the board that it it's like a it's it's clearly a, you know they're not talk, they're not just saying it for for show they, they they absolutely have a great working relationship and that for your manager he's he's been a good manager for you without doubt they've improved every season if he gets another promotion this season that's two promotions with us in, in four seasons he's on the way to you know eclipsing Big Sam if he gets us back to the prem he's done better than Big Sam I can't see it happening and you know. Well, oh, you can't you can't really envisage it at this moment, can you? When you when you're stuck in League One, that we could get back to Premier League, but it's not impossible. I mean, Luton are just gonna let's be honest, it's not impossible. But he that relationship with Sharon Burton and the board is 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 brilliant for our club because you want stability. You don't want to be chopping and changing managers. And yeah, of course, we would have all pulled the pulled the plug after that Tranmere debacle and. God, Ryan Delaney in, in defence, and yeah, it was shocking. And I remember watching Grimsby. Um, we were drawing nil nil to Grimsby earlier in the season, and um, did anyone remember when Fergal Sharkey came on instead of the commentary? A good heart. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. And that was just like the nadir of like my football watching life. Like I've never seen as this low, obviously, because we've never been that low apart from in 1988. I mean, I was only four years old, so. I just remember watching that game and thinking, this honestly can't get any worse. Grimsby were bottom of the league and they were just they were they were just outplaying us in the last five minutes of the game. 
I just thought this is just fucking dire. Like I thought we were going to be going down <laughs> to the National League, and look, look where he's got us. So I'm absolutely delighted he's our manager overall. But yeah, I think he's just that that relationship with Sharon Britton is just fantastic because it means that we've got a stable club and we're not worried about paying the wages like Reading and Wigan. It's it's fantastic overall that you know he, he's our manager. And I think I think he does want to do like an Eddie Howe and get us you know have have something a proper legacy. So he could move on to he could move on to let's say Leicester. It's unlikely to get Leicester, let's be honest. But same rest guys have had sad season with flying. <laughs> I was gonna say I'm sorry, can we not talk even, about that? Thank you. I didn't even think but like let's say Right, let's say, say say Matt Robbins got a Premier League job somehow because no one ever comes in for him, even though he's a class manager. So Coventry after a manager in here that thought that's, that's a fantastic opportunity to take a team to the Premier League. They've, they've got the building blocks there, and he went to Coventry, and then he went south and he got sacked after six months. You're not really, you're not creating a legacy. It's hard to create a legacy jumping from club to club. Um, I think if he if he does that with if he does like an Eddie Howe with Bolton and takes from the bottom division and, and in real dire straits when he came in, we were. In absolute, it was massive yeah. dire straits, wasn't it? And if he can take us from that position, Fergal Sharkey playing in the background to the commentary and drawing nil nil to Grimsby in bottom of the league in League Two to the Premier League, he's going to eclipse Big Sam for me. I know it sounds mental, but for me, that's that's the case. Well, I said I said as much on the pod with Derby that he's already our best manager since Big Sam. I have a big soft for Parkey, but it's totally different circumstances. No. And, um, better and, than Parkey. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Better. Just just watch the way we play. It's better than Parkey. Like, I, 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 lo- I loved him, but like, it wasn't half terrible going to watch us play football. Like, yeah. at, at least I'm going up on Saturday thinking, uh, you know, we might lose here, but at least we're actually going to give it a go in the right way. You know, it's yeah. not going to be rubbish. It's not going to be dour crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And uh, to, be, to be honest, I totally believe him in when it, whenever he says that he want he's going to stick around and for as long as he can. And um, you know, You're a very get, trusting get... man, James. Well, 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 <laughs> well. I also, well, I also just say that because um, a lot of the infrastructure that we're building around now is kind of built around what he wants. So yeah, uh, and he's got a stake saying... in the club as well, I suppose, which we've not yeah, mentioned. Yeah, there. It's exactly. going to become a Wenger, though, exactly. isn't it? <laughs> that that, that screams that. to me a man who's in it, it in it for the long term. And if he's not, it, it would have been some hell of an offer to tempt him away. But. But yeah, yeah I, I think I think we've um, bigged up Ian enough now. Um, he doesn't need much more of an ego boost, does he? <laughs> yeah, but, he should listen to this um, instead of the bloody the Wanderer. He's always going on about how he listens to the Wanderer, and Maggie Tetlow. What about us? what about that? What about that eulogy that I uh, we weren't we, we weren't we, we weren't around last season. Lee, we weren't around oh, last true. season. Let him off. Um, it, yeah, <laughs> good. Bit, yeah, that's a good like, point. That's a, yeah. a good point. Yeah. We couldn't be asked. Yeah, but, but, yeah, but not only are we back, um, Bolton are going to be back um, this Saturday against Lincoln. Um, so, so mm-hmm. going into our first home game of the season against against Lincoln City, and uh, just quickly touching on Lincoln, uh, they've made uh, seven signings as of this recording, um, including including uh, Rico Hackett, Child, uh, Alistair Sm- Alice Smith, Jaden Brown, and three former Wanderers. In Lucas Jensen, oh. Tyler Walker, yeah. and Ethan Hamilton. Uh, so coming on mm. to you first, Tom. Uh, how likely is it that one of them is going to haunt us? Definitely. So going to scores. I'm leaving. 
I'm sorry, I thought he was awful. I thought he was absolutely awful when he played for us. People kept on going on about, oh, tidy player this, tidy player that. I thought he was garbage. He, he, he was, he was like Thomason, but without the ability to tackle. Um, no, not for me. Not for me at all. Um, so he'll obviously score. You can play he was, himself, a, he was excellent against us for Accrington. Uh, it was Accrington, wasn't it? I think we were just terrible. We were terrible that game. <laughs> he was very good. He was very good, though. He outshined pretty much every one of our players. But carry on. No, no, no I, th- I think it's one, say, one I, game. I it's one game. I can't. I can't hack him scoring against this. Um, Tyler Walker. I would like to think that Rico's got him in the back pocket. Um, but again, we'll, we'll see. Um, Jensen. Quite funny that he did the knee slide for Accrington, and then they got relegated. <laughs> it's rather enjoyable. Um, but yeah, this is the thing. These these are lads with points to prove against Bolton, aren't they? You know, it's not like welcoming back one of your mm. previous players who we've enjoyed playing. All all of them either never played or were, or were useless. So, um, yeah, I'm sure they'll be bang up for it. But re- realistically, we, I say this every time we go into a season in one of these leagues, we need to go into it with the arrogance that we're Bolton Wanderers and we're just going to brush them aside. You know, it, the, the, Ipswich, yes, had a little bit of a down period and, so, and Sheffield Wednesday the same. But when they were at their best, it was because they just went into games like this and just thought, look who we are, look at the ground in which we're playing. We're, we're going to batter these. And, 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 and that is the attitude that we should have going into it. So regardless of who they've signed, regardless of the, the fact that they're clearly a very well-run club who I think had a very good year last year, lots of, they didn't lose at home all year, did they, or something like that? They lost very little at home. Um, in fact, I have I have the stats right here in front of me. So last season... Go on, we need, we need some education instead of all this waffle yeah. on this podcast. So, so, so last season they had a, they had a, <laughs> they had a nil goal difference. That's because um, they... That's because um, they didn't concede very many, but they also didn't score very many. Forty-seven to forty-seven for goals, and a ridiculous amount of draws in that amount of time. Yeah, uh, I thought that. Agreed. Agreed. Twenty, didn't they? Over the season. Yep, twenty. Yep, twenty. So yeah, quite check, a lot of draws. Um, so coming to you, Lee, uh, with with all the signs that they made, uh, even though we beat them two 0 and uh, drew one one with them last season, uh, do you think uh, there'll be more of a test, or do you think we've strengthened enough that we can? As Tom said, coming with the bravado and uh, brushing the side, similar to how we did at, at home last season. Yeah, I, I missed the two 0 at home. I can't remember exactly why, but um, I missed that, and I didn't see the away game. So I barely didn't even see Lincoln play once last season. I can't remember. It was, uh, it was Christmas time, the away game, wasn't it? It was around Christmas. I think it was. Uh, I mean, I remember in Ben House Christmas scored for them, year, and then Toll equalised. Yeah, it was in between Christmas and New Year. I think. I don't know. Anyway, I, I think it was. I think, it was I think it was in January. Was it January? Yeah, right. I, I don't know why. I, I remember I being watch, ill, but... sick as a dog. So that could be around Christmas because right. I was ill for three weeks. Yeah, so I didn't. I didn't get to see them play last year. But by all accounts, the well coach and the Matt Kennedy, they've, they've got a lot of Irish influence in the squad. Uh, Sean Ruffin's very highly rated at left back or left centre half. Um, yeah, uh, Ethan, they've got a brilliantly named player in midfield. I think he's Scott, a Scottish like called Ethan Urhahan. He sounds Irish, but <laughs> it's spelled E. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Ethan Urhahan. It just sounds like yeah. an Irish person trying to like is drunk at the pub or something like me, like me and all these podcasts. But um, so yeah, I, th- I think they're, I think they've got some good individuals. Um, I think they had a bit of a ropey preseason game against Rotherham. I think it was Rotherham. Um, but yeah, they're not going to roll over. Obviously, like uh, they're not going to be cannon fodder for the league. They're, they're expected to go well by a lot of, lot of uh, lot of pundits the tipping yeah. for the playoffs yeah yeah some people are saying they're dark horses aren't they <laughs> I have no, you just no idea have you really like it those draws the 20 draws the, 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 the 5 of them turning to defeats or the, you know the 10 of them turning to defeats or the 10 turning to wins or you just it, without being a, you know we'll probably get 
invite a Lincoln fan onto the pub, but we've not uh, there's probably not that many around. So um, no, no, I'm joking. Um, so I think like we're that kind of podcast it? now, are we? I know. Yeah, I've been, uh, I'm ruining it, Alan. But um, I, I think it's it's the type of game that. I think ever ever will certainly not have others complacent. Like I say, like Sam says about having the arrogant, you don't want to be complacent, uh, complacent arrogance, but you want to impose yourself on the game straight away and and look to get a couple of goals up early doors and settle any any nerves. There will be nerves because we're coming into the season. We're not expected to challenge for the playoffs now, like you say, Tom. I think if you say anything anything other than automatics would be would be a fail. Yeah, it probably would be a fail. It wouldn't be a disaster. I'd be confident that whoever we were in the playoffs with, we'd 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 be we'd offer up a much better showing than we we put up against Barnsley. But, Do you know why uh, I say yeah. that though, Lee? I, I, for some reason, I don't I don't back us in a two-game shootout, home and away, to not mm-hmm. get figured out by a team to the point that we can then turn around deficit. Depends and on the and, quality. And, and let's be honest, obviously, we're one all against yeah. Barnsley, right? But we never looked like getting anything off them at Oakwell because because they played us four or five days before, knew exactly what we were about. They played us four right. times over the season before that, anyway. Like you know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't and, back and, us. To and they'd not scored a goal against us, and they only scored one goal against. Uh, sorry, two goals against us all all season. But um, mm. anyway, but yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly what you're saying. I, I said time and time again, we're not getting past the semi-finals of the playoffs. Whoever we get, whichever team we've got in that playoffs. Peterborough maybe, but Barnsley, Sheffield Wednesday, or whoever whoever didn't get promoted out of the three, we wouldn't have beaten any of them over two. I agree with you, but that's where it's got to show the um, improvement and what's the word like progression in his managerial and coaching acumen to get us to the point where I would trust us over two legs. But I, I think yeah, we yeah. need to get uh, we need yeah. to do, get the job I done. Think, I think I think you're jumping a bit ahead though, lads, because uh, we've got we've got our first game against Lincoln to go season. first before we start talking about playoffs. Talk about the playoffs. I know, but <laughs> easy, every, easy street. Just starting now, 138 points. <laughs> everything's hypothetical, James, isn't it? Everything we talk about is hypotheticals because we're not played a game yet. So yeah, anyway. yeah, exactly. I know what you're but, saying. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. There's been enough but, tangents. Yeah. Yeah, to be fair, you bring up you bring up Stone's point, but if rumours are to be believed, their recruitment and uh, some of their work over the summer has been working on those things that kind of cost us last season, like uh, choosing to shoot more outside the box and uh, working how to figure out how to beat low block teams, all that sort of stuff. But that's only rumours. We'll see if it pans out into practice on the pitch. So just so just really quickly, Tom, uh, get a quick score prediction from you. I'm trying to remember what I put in my in my article. I think I think I said three 0 I think I think it's going to be similar to um, to the Wickham game from last year. Yeah, slightly slightly worse weather, but I think three 0 Okay, three uh, 0 Lee, what's your score prediction? Um, not even thought about it. Uh, let's see. I think we'll go just as is customary. We'll go one 0 down. Uh, it'll probably be Ethan Hamilton from outside the area. Stop. <laughs> and yeah, but listen, I'm not I'm not giving the result. We'll go one 0 down. The crowd will get angry at half time. A few boos. We'll bring Dan Lund- Dan yeah, that Dan Lundaloo on. Yeah. So I, mean, I, can, I, can, I can say his name, but it's half a half a bottle of red wine that's made it impossible to say. So Dan and Lundaloo will come on second half, inject a bit of energy. He'll come on for Victor. You'll have had a shocking first half. <laughs> and uh, he will Inspire a, a resounding three-one, three-goal second half comeback, including a beauty from Josh Sheen, who was immaculate against Everton. He'll continue that form. So that's my prediction that Lundell will get the second. 
That's very specific, isn't it? Sheehan <laughs> and Lundley. Oh, sorry, and... I'm just doing bet builder on bet three six five now, Lee. Sheehan, <laughs> if this comes in, Sheehan <laughs> and Lundley and a late Kyle Dempsey strike on the break, and their goal is going to come from Ben House because that's the guy I mentioned earlier. Yeah. So yeah, that's very specific. Three one. Yep. Yeah. Put your money on it. All right, uh, and I'll put I'll, I'll put that, in a, I'll put in another comfy two 0 win myself. Uh, speak, speaking of games, because um, we won't have time to uh, talk about it uh, before our next pod, uh, we'll also briefly touch on uh, Barrow in the uh, in the League Cup this coming thing. A return to uh, Ian's old stomping grounds again. Uh, what's this? The second season in a row after we got them in the EFL Trophy last season. I don't remember. Yeah, but either yeah, way, we play so many games when we're in these leagues now. Yeah, that's Are we... that, that's fair. But either way, oh. uh, we've got them in another cup competition, and um, yeah, so uh, this time last season we beat um, Salford five one in that cup. So, so do you think do you think similar this time before we get knocked out by a Premier League side side again? <laughs> I'd like to think that sadly is going to play in this one and score again. <laughs> that seems to be his remit at the moment, having no chance of playing in the first team in the league and then going and starting in the cup and scoring against the a lower league side. So, yeah, no, I, I mean it'll be all change. Uh, I can't imagine that um, they're going to cause us too many problems apart from potentially trying to upset Everett. But then again, the last time I said this, Chris Taylor scored a goal within a minute. So, um, oh, God, what, what, yeah, yeah that, that that was a, that was such a strange football match. Um, but but yeah no I think yeah it, it's just a good opportunity to sort of get get people like Paris McGoma Ashworth I would imagine who, who I don't think are going to start at the weekend um, some good some minutes um, and yeah may, maybe maybe a Cameron Jerome goal as well but stranger things have happened yep fa- yep fair enough so so do you want to give a score prediction really quick for that one <sighs> another three nil sod it <laughs> hey raining goals I like it I like it Lee yeah, thank you Ray are we. Are we at home? You said we're going back to Everett stomping grounds. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. I meant. I more meant is form is we're stomping grounds coming to us. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just. Yeah, I thought th- we must it, was, be it was, it was, a bad, it was a bad, it was a bad, yeah, it was a bad turn of phrase for me, Lee. So I wasn't, I wasn't trying. Oh, well, to pick we'll put it in your performance review, James. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> I, w- I wasn't um, trying to pick up on it. I just thought we genuinely, genuinely were away because I didn't take any notes of the draw. To be honest, so um, yeah. Mm. It'll be a much changed side. We'll definitely concede because it'll be players who haven't played with each other before. Uh, two, I'll go two one. We'll beat them two one. Ooh, closer, but at least we'll both get wins and uh, definitely a prem team in the next round again. I mean, I mean, it was nice, nice when. I mean, to be fair, it was a nice occasion before we started losing. Uh, seeing us and Villa fans fill out our stadium again for a cup match, it was quite nostalgic. Yeah. Um, okay, so so we're coming now to our, to the end of the pod. Um, just quickly before I get your own um, season predictions, lads, uh, just re- thought I'd read off a few from our fans. So quite a few of our fans, including our own, um, Ian, including our own Ian Firth, um, saying that we're going to finish first. Um, what one lad Sam even saying that we're going to be first by five plus points, which is which would be very nice. It'd be nice to win that comfortably, wouldn't it? Um, quite a few seconds and yeah uh, we've also got one lad who says we're going to finish fourth I really hope you're on Chris because I can't be bothered with playoffs again if I'm totally honest no. Um, no, no. yeah, yeah a few few of us said player of the seasons quite a lot of shouts for Kyle Dempsey with, uh, as well as Rico which is pretty safe bets on um, pretty unanimously decided that Dion's going to be top goal scorer and I don't think many would argue 
one bold lad put Victor Adebayo. You know what? I really Ooh. hope so. That'd be that'd be nice. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt your mid-flow, James. Did you see that the odds on him to be like top scorer for League One or something like that were about fifteen to one or something along those lines? Fad boy, AJ. You know what? You know what? Stick a fiver on it. Why not? That's baffling to me. <laughs> Why not? Do they, do they just do they just think that, um, that none of the good strikers play in this league anymore? <laughs> if you um, if you put a fiver on that, James, what do you get back? Ask Lee to do it. Ask Lee to do it first. Go on, go on, Lee. Fifteen. Your arm, go on, Lee. Fifteen to one. <laughs> no, no. My my point was, if you put five pound on that, you get nothing back. It ain't happening. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you also might get seventy five pound back. Um, hey, I like Victor. I like Victor. I'm, I'm, it's, you know, it seems like he's, he plays say, with, we have sort of he plays with a smile on his well. face. He plays with a smile on his face, and he's he's worked damn hard so far. And I hope it comes good for him. It's only a bit of gentle ribbing. He's he's definitely not watching. But you know, if it ever gets back to him that we there's three Bolton fan, well, one Bolton fan being an arse towards him. Honestly, I hope he does well for us. He's a Bolton player. I'm generally, generally being sincere. I hope he does well for us. And I, th- I don't think he's yeah. a bad player. I just think it hasn't happened for him so far. But I hope he does. Yeah, yeah, there we you, go. yeah, yeah. You know, you never want to be down on your own players, do you? And no, absolutely yeah. not. I've never ever booed a player, by the way, ever, and I never would do. Not even well, I, I like to say the piss in <laughs> no. uh, you know in the podcast, but yeah, I'm being serious. I hope he does well for us, and if he starts Saturday, he's got you know. I hope he, hope he does well. Yeah, he I, won't though. But yeah, I think I think I think I think we all do. Nobody nobody wants a player to fail. Um, but what uh, and what and one last thing: the people say best signings, and it's quite a mixed bag. Some have said mm. Magoma already, Nathan Baxter, which I think is quite a good shout. Obviously, Mendes Gomez has been mentioned. Uh, one or two shouts in there for uh, Will Forrester. So if if that doesn't show the extent of my business, then I don't know what does. But uh, but, no, but now it's time to turn to uh, you lads, uh, Tom. I know you already put your uh, preseason uh, predictions out, but um, give us a give us a too long didn't read version. Uh, where do you predict Bolton will finish? Who do you think is going to join them in promotion, as well as any other predictions that you might have? Um, so it, it, what I put there is I think we'll finish first and I think we will um, the teams that I think genuinely can challenge us are probably Pompey Charlton Derby and I put Blackpool in there initially without having a real look at their squad but because I, I think Blackpool know this league and how to with Neil Critchley as well know how to, to get out of it so they concern me more than the likes of Barnsley do um, I think realistically if Derby can get their uh, their shit together because they really, really should not have missed out on the playoffs last year. They will finish mm. second or first. I think it'll be us and them uh, tussling for, for for most of the season. Uh, top scorer, I went with Dion. Uh, I can't see it being anybody else on, on current form. Although I, I, I would expect Dempsey to come in with a few more goals than than last season, especially if he plays that advanced role uh, in the midfield. Uh, I think, yeah, for the first few games, I don't see us losing the first in any of the first six at the moment. I don't see us beating Burton, though. Um, I don't think we'll ever go to the Pirelli and not win. <laughs> win, sorry. I think, um, yeah, that, that was all of it for the moment. I think my signing of the season thus far is going to be Baxter. Um, because it's the most important position for us to to replace. I think Bradley was fantastic, sure, but th- th- there's you know in the outfield you can find other avenues to to attack and also to defend properly with your goalkeeper. You've either got a crap one or you don't. Um, and uh, we have we, we can't replace Trafford, can't replace him because no way a Bolton Wanderers going to be able to get a goalkeeper in at this point in time who is going who has just walked into a Premier League team to be their number one, or at least we assume he's going to be anyway. So um, Baxter, good pedigree. Big lads, so hopefully he'll come for crosses, uh, which would be delightful. That was the best thing about Trafford by a mile. 
Uh, and as, as long as he, that is the only cock-up that he makes with his feet all season, I'll be very happy. Um, but it was a pretty monumental one against West Brom. So, yeah, th- 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 those are my predictions for now. Oh, and also, uh, we will lose 1-0 away at Adams Park to Wickham. <laughs> well, well uh, not, not, I wouldn't say very many bold predictions, but you did also predict us to be first, which is... Maybe not as bold as maybe as not as bold as some people might think because there's quite a few predicting us to be champions at this point. But either way, I like the ambition. It'd be nice to win our second ever our second ever third division slash League One title. Lee, um, uh, you're you're not putting out a uh, article on love from preseason predictions, or it seems like you might not have the time to at the very least. So feel so feel free to be a bit more in depth with your own predictions for this season. Uh, where do you see us finishing? Uh, who else do you think will be up there? And as well as uh, anything else that you want to mention? Just to let my connections just come back on for uh, literally just your smart question because it's just gone off for about two minutes. But <laughs> um, yeah, I've not done a not done an uh, article just yet, but I'm, I might just knock something together tonight or tomorrow. But yeah, I think um, I just think we'll find maybe one team better than us. I don't really know what this stage here it'll be. I, I can't really go all in yet. Um, that we're going to win the league, but I'm I'm fairly confident we can get the job done and finish second. Um, very much along the same lines as what Tom said in terms of um, Blackpool. Um, Critchley as a coach in this league, obviously he's got caught some distance form, and, and you know they've, they've got some some decent decent strikers, decent pedigree in this league. A lot of the players know the league, including the players they brought in, Matt Pennington and. You know, Ollie Norburn are two players who I wouldn't have minded us signing, you know. So not that I've seen a lot of Pennington, but obviously Norburn. Um Norburn certainly came back from his ACL very well for Parson, obviously he's a Bolton lad. So it's a slight shame that we didn't bring him in in a way, but obviously we've got enough enough players in that in that area of the pitch really. Um but yeah, Blackpool Blackpool certainly I think are, are gonna to be top top four. Um, a lot of shouts for Pompey. I, I don't really see it just yet, although they did play very well against us um, in March, shall we say. Um, definitely deserved to beat us. We, we, we were very half colour last half an hour of that game, though. Um, yeah, and um, Oxford looked like they should improve. Manning's a good, clearly a good coach. Got dealt a bad hand after he lost Twine and Darling at MK to be replaced by basically nothing and no one. Um, and obviously got sacked, sacked there. But he's, it seems like he's brought in some good signings at Oxford. I think they'll go. I think they'll go well. Not sure they'll go as well as sort of top three, four. They might be in the mix of the playoffs. So yeah, I think I think him. I don't. I don't really see it with Derby that much. I think they're a bit. I think they're going to get unless they bring some a bit of pace in. Which one? I heard an interview with one yesterday actually talking about how he needs pace in the side. I think I think they are a bit one pace looking at the, the squad. Um. And um, I think they need a bit extra, really. Like certainly after you know dropping away and finishing seventh, Posh always Posh. I think could go on a, a mad a mad one and just and just really really challenge. Or they could go the opposite way. I just think um, I think Mason Clark's class up from um, or you know just off the off the wings, and the, the midfield Archie Collins is is a really good operator at this level. We've got potential to go higher, and I like um, what. Kipriano's done there since Ferguson took over as well. I think I think Posher being underestimated personally. I think Tishimanga could catch fire. I worry a little bit about Posh, but I think I think we've got enough to finish top two. I just think there might just be one team. I don't know which one because I've kind of belittled 
I've, I've, I've found holes in a lot of the rivals, but I think that we there's a good chance that we might just find one one club better than us. But I'm pretty confident we'll we'll get the job done and finish second or we may well win it. Um, turn the top score. It's pretty obvious picking Charles, isn't it? It's not going to be it's not going to be Ricardo Santos, is it? So you know it's going to it's going to be it's going to be Dion, Dion Charles. Really, if he stays fit, because Everett seems to really appreciate his pressing and and what he offers the team. Um, unless unless you know, Mundalu catches fire or Bod Varson can stay fit. Um, you just you just don't. It's unlikely, though, isn't it? You've got you've got to imagine that Charles will be our top scorer. Yeah, um, especially because he's our penalty taker. <laughs> Exactly, yeah. and like I say, he scored everyone but the Ipswich penalty, didn't he? I think he scored, he scored five and six last season. So he's got a good record. I'm not over convinced by his technique that he's a great penalty taker, but you know, at this level, he'll, he'll do until he misses a view more and take off him. But um, yeah, yeah, on Morley, how, how clinical was Morley with those two penalties? That, yeah, they, they were excellent, weren't they? Yeah. Start last you, you didn't even watch yeah. his one at Ipswich, Tom. <laughs> Don't no, as well as, well as <laughs> you know, I do not watch penalties. <laughs> I, yeah. I have a 100% record. I'm not going to watch another penalty as long as I live. Fair That's enough. Too, uh, uh, fair enough. But, did, did, yeah. you watch Harry, did you watch Harry Kane or that? <laughs> Yeah, actually, that's a very really good point. I did. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Okay. Your, Tom, su- Tom superstitions aside, um, yeah, those are all some very well supportedly. Yeah, those are all some very interesting predictions. Um, yeah, for, for those who haven't watched the the pod that I did with uh, for the uh, Steve Bloomers washing the Derby Base podcast, um, I said as much that we'll finish first and relatively comfortably. That will probably come back to bite me in the ass, but we'll see. Um, and I also predicted um, Black Blackpool to finish second and Derby to finish third as playoff winners, just because Paul Warren does Paul Warren things in League One. And yeah, yeah, and I think that's going to be it from all of us. Um, so, so, so for those of you listening now uh, on t- on Twitter Live, this pod will go out as an audio only um, ne- next day. I'll get it edited and uploaded at some point during tomorrow afternoon. If you wish to listen to it that way. And uh, the, and we'll also be streaming on um, future platforms uh, down the line, like like YouTube, as well as maybe one or two others, uh, you know, God, God willing. But uh, f- for the time being, um, th- thank thank you to Tom, yeah, for joining us, and uh, it's nice to have you back. And thank you to what to Lee again. Uh, always always lovely to hear. whether you think it's waffle or not. We always love hearing from you, Lee. <laughs> I, I obviously love hearing from myself the amount of time. With three little ones, Lee. You can't get a word in edgeways, buddy. Yeah. yeah. As you can see, yeah, Lee with his wine bringing the class and um yeah, we'll see you we'll see you all next time. Thanks for listening and we'll hit, and we'll see you soon.